Okay. Uh, good morning. Um, I would like to learn today a little bit on the parsha, since it uh, it is Arab Shabbos. Um, what I'd like to learn with you is a piece from Shiur Liyom Shabbos, written by Rabbi Miller, who was the, the head of uh, Gateshead, the, the girls' school in Gateshead. So he has uh, he has a uh, a piece on Parshas Masai that I would like to share with you, and it uh, starts out like this: Chelik Godol mi Parshat Hashavua, a large portion of this week's Parsha, Mukdash leSipura Maasoihem. It's discussing the forty nine camps, the forty nine places that the Jewish people went through when they went through the Midbar. The Jews went through 49 encampments throughout their uh, period in Midbar Sinai. The Pesach says like this, These are the travelings of B'nai Yisrael. Let's see someone, they left Mitzrayim in their group. Through the hands of Moshe and Aaron. V'yichtev Moshe, and Moshe wrote down, Motzeihem l'ma'aseihem. So um, I have Rabbi Hirsch here, who is, is uh, translating the word to mean, and these were their, the journeys, excuse me, and Moshe wrote the breakings up of the camp, Motzeihem, when they left, they're breaking up of their camp, l'ma'aseihem for their journeys, for their journey, for their moving on. Al pi Hashem, according to the uh, word of Hashem. Ve'lu ma'aseihem l'motzeihem. And these are their journeys, they're, going, they're journeying forth for their breaking up. In other words, what we're going to be discussing today is, as you see, the, uh, the, the switch in the expression. First, Moshe wrote down motzeihem l'ma'aseihem. And then the Pasuk changes it around and it says, Ma'asehem, Lemotzeihem. So that's what he's going to focus in on today. It says, Madua, why is it, Haseder, Hesder Bemilim, the order of the words, Motzeihem, Lemotzeihem, they're breaking up to their journeying. Mishtaneh Besofa Pasuk, it changes at the end of the Pasuk and it says, Ma'asehem, Lemotzeihem. They're journeying to their breaking up. V'chein and similarly, madua hamilim. Why is it? Why are the words al pi Hashem nichtivu rak acharay motzeihem lemaseihem? And in the, in the in the first part of the pasuk it says v'yichtiv Moshe es motzeihem. They're breaking up lemaseihem for their journeying al pi Hashem. And then afterwards it says v'elu these are maaseihem lemotzeihem. Without the words al pi Hashem, so why is it that in the first part of the pasuk it says al pi Hashem, and after the second part it doesn't say that? So he says onumotzim deos shonos bedibre chazal. There are numerous opinions in the words of Chazal. Al mataras hanidudim hamamushachim b'midbar. What was the objective? What was the understanding? 
between, uh, with all of the movements of the different encampments that the Jews went through, before the Jews finally came into Eretz Yisrael. It says, Rashi mitzatet meha medrash. Rashi quotes the medrash. As datil shel Rabbi Tanchuma, amuvos al He brings the marshal. It says, Marshal the Melech, a metaphor to a king. Shai b'no chole, that his, the son, the child was sickly. Vaholchul rochok lefruoso, and needed to go far away for, um, for his refuah, for his well-being, for his convalescence. Kivin shahayu chozren, when they came back, hischil aviv mona es hamasos, the, the father of the child starts enumerating the different stops along the way. Amarlo, and he tells him, Kan Yeshananu, here we, we slept. Kan Hukarnu, here we were cold. Kan Chashasesra, here your head was, uh, was aching. The different um, issues that the child had in, in the different places that the child went to. Imkeng, that being the metaphor, through the different camps that the Jewish people went through. In other words, this is a long process of cleansing the Jewish people from the Tuma of Mitzrayim. Again, the metaphor being the child is sick and the child is going through a treatment, going to these different places to bring the child back to health. So that understanding meaning that the Jewish people left Mitzrayim with a, uh, with a d- disability, uh, a tumor of Mitzrayim, which needed to be removed. And that took the, the necessary 42 steps in order to bring the child back to its health, right? Netari Yisrael, mitumas Mitzrayim, shedofka bahanak, the tomb of Mitzrayim, which, which clung to them in their golos. The long 40-year journey with all the 42 stops. Ha'chona was a preparation. In order to be able to come into Eretz Yisrael on a certain level of Ruchnias, it was necessary to go through this cleansing process. So that is... Approach number one that Rashi quotes in the name of the Medrash Tanchuma. Tziba Acheres. What's another understanding to why the Jews needed to go through this journey of 40 years in the Midbar? Nimtzah Medrash Tanchuma is also found in the Medrash Tanchuma. Barosh Parshas B'Shalach in Parshas B'Shalach. Amar HaKadosh Baruch Right? When the Jews first left Mitzrayim, Right, they're first leaving Mitzrayim now in the Parshat B'Shalach. Amar HaKadosh Baruch Hu said like this, If I take the Jewish people the straight way, Achshav, right now, Machzikin, Ish, Ish, B'Sadeh, every person will go to their family property, Ubekerem, and their vineyard, Okay, something which I don't know if we're all that familiar with. So again, the Medrash is telling us 
speaking in the you know speaking out Hashem's plan that if the Jewish people will immediately go straight into Eretz Israel, they'll inherit the land. Each person will go to their to their family plot. They'll get their inheritance, and they'll start working and they'll start making a livelihood. And they won't be able to. They won't be learning. Elani. So what will I do? Hakadosh Baruch Hu said, Molich and Derech Midbar. I'm going to take the Jews through the Midbar. Vayechilu es I'll sustain them with the mon. They used to may be'er. They'll drink the water from the be'er, the miraculous be'er. Vatorah mit yasheves begufen, and then the Torah will be absorbed into their beings. So we see over here, according to this Medrash, that um, the reason why the Jews were taken in such a long, circuitous way was to give them an opportunity to be in Kolel for 40 years. They're going to sit and learn Torah for 40 years straight, no other obligations, and then they'll be able to go into Eretz Israel. Because if they go straight into Eretz Israel, they won't be able to learn. They'll be busy with their fields. That's number two. And then, HaTorah Atzma, the Torah itself. Why is it that the Torah took us in a securitous route? The Torah itself tells us. So I guess I'm, I'm not giving an answer right now. But um, in other words, if the Torah gives us an answer, so then why is it necessary to get further answers that we would need to sit and think about? If the Torah tells me something, and why is it necessary to give me additional understandings? But the Torah tells us, when uh, Paro sent out the Jewish people, Hashem did not take them on the straight path through the, the lands of the Philistines, go through Gaza, which is right up the coastal road, right through Gaza. Even though it's close, even though it's close, Hashem said, It could be that the people will have second thoughts. Nichum means to, to think things over. It doesn't, only, it doesn't mean per se uh, uh, to be comforted. It means to, to have second thoughts. Perhaps the people will have second thoughts. They'll see war. Those of the Jews are going to go straight into Eretz and they'll have to fight. The, uh, the, all the kings that were living in Eretz Yisrael. So uh, once they see that, Veshovu Mitzrayma, they will, might have second thoughts and to try to come back to Eretz Yisrael. That is reason number three that the Torah itself gives to in order to uh, avoid war. So Lachora, this is Rabbi Miller speaking now, there are three underlying understandings of why the Jewish people needed to be in the Midbar for 40 years. Number one, this long road. It enabled the Jewish people to cleanse themselves from the impurity of Egypt, to take Egypt out of the Jews. Right? That famous statement, right? You can take the Jew out of Egypt, but you couldn't take Egypt out of the Jew. So that took 40 years more. They physically were taken out immediately, but to take Egypt out of the Jew took 40 years to retire them from the, the purity of Egypt. Sayyelam number two, to become totally connected and one with Torah. 
And number three, that if they'll go on a circuitous route, it'll be much more problematic to go back to Mitzrayim. If you're going on, you know, Route 95 and you have a problem, you can always turn around and go right back. But if you're uh, following ways and they're taking you on all sorts of detours and wherever you're going, and then the ways breaks down, you're not going to be able to find your way back because it took you on all the different uh, back routes. But if you're going straight on I-95, so then any problem, you're going straight back home. So uh, that's the idea over here. Hashem took us circuitously so that uh, when difficulties would uh, uh, come up, it'll be much more problematic to go back to Mitzrayim. So those are the three ideas that uh, are brought down by Chazal in the Torah. So now he continues. Lamito shel davar. The truth of the idea is, Elim shlosha hebitim al matzavam haruchani shel Yisrael. These are three perspectives on the spiritual level of the Jewish people. Betzaisim in Mitzrayim. When the Jewish people left Mitzrayim, they were on a certain level spiritually, and these are three perspectives of that. Hamagin Duvna, the Dubna Magid, the famous right Magid of Dubna, who is, uh, gives his metaphors. Mazbir et Hashinoi, the Pasuk, he ex- explains to us that, again, we're trying to, again, we shouldn't lose focus what we were doing. The, um, the words in the Pasuk, one was Matzayim Lemaseim, and one was Matzayim Lemotzayim. So we want to know the change in the Psukim. So the Magid of Dubna explains the change like this, from Motzayim Lemaseim, Lemaseim, Lemotzayim, Ali Dei Moshe giving us a metaphor. Says Adam Echad Hitalman, a person became widowed. Benosa Isha Shniyani married a second wife. Benomi Ishto Harishona, his child from his first marriage. Soval Tachas Yedei Imoach Ogeres, the child from the first marriage was being uh, treated very difficultly. Was being ill-treated, maltreated under his stepmother. The father was looking forward for the day when his son, will, his child will be able to be married and, and to leave the house because it, it's not a good situation. The stepmother is not treating the child well. When the father went on a business trip, the father saw someone that he felt would be a, a perfect shidduch for his son. He met with the, uh, the girl's father. And they decided we're going to make a marriage. So when the father came back home, the Beisohu Omei told his child like this, in three months, you're going to get married and you're going to start your own, your new home and you're going to be leaving this house. The day reached. The child was so happy. He went up there. So they both they, they went to the, the city of his betrothed. While, the, while they were traveling, Shol Haben Pomim Rabos, he asked numerous times, as a Nahagi asked the driver, 
How far away are we from the house? How far have we gone already? The father also, who is so, so sensitive now, he also asked the driver, How far are we away from until we reach our destination? So the child is asking how, how far have we gone from the house? And the father who, who met the Kala, he says, how long is it till our destination? Haben, shesam lev The child who was sensitive to the different questions that were being asked, Shoal Esoviv, he asked his father, lepesher hadover, why is it that I'm asking how far away from the house? And you're asking how close are we to our destination. Ha'av his beer, the father explained, Shaben yoda shu mitrachek me'amokam shabo soval. You, you the son, you're, you're living off of leaving a place that you suffered under. You're, you want to know how far away are you from that place that you, li- that you had such a difficult experience. Ach lo yuchol but you yet, you can't you can't rejoice, with your meeting of the bride, and her family, you don't even know who they are. You never met her. You don't know the family. You just heard from me, but you don't know anything. So you're not overjoyed and overwhelmed by what's coming up because you don't know anything about it. All you know is that you're leaving a place that you suffered so much under. The Shela had one objective. Who Ratzeladas? All the child wanted to know is, How far away are we from this place? But the father, on the other hand, He knows how better it's going to be, the son's future. And how light, lighting it's going to be. The father was looking for the simcha la'osid, for the future. He knew he couldn't wait. How much further is there? We want to get there soon. So now he ties this together. Yisrael b'doma l'benazeh, the Jewish people who are like the child. The Jews understood what it meant leaving Egypt. Misivlus Mitzrayim, from the slavery of Egypt, that they knew. They knew the terrible experience. They just wanted, how far away are we from there? But they didn't yet understand and appreciate what the Ruchnius of Eretz Yisrael is about. So they were, dis- they were t- saying over, their journeys, the Fimotzim, from where they had left. How, where, how far away are we from where we left? Right? This is, these are our journeys to where we left. Moshe Rabbeinu, it's Moshe Levad. Moshe himself was the only one who knew. Moshe understood the, the, the Kedusha of Eretz Yisrael. Moshe knew, Moshe was the only one who understood 
the objective of the of the camps. Therefore, Moshe's writing, to where we're going to. He is looking forward to the entering of Eretz Yisrael, the objective of leaving Mitzrayim. So these are the two different perspectives. Rav Cohen writes, Yisrael Ozvu as Mitzrayim, when the Jews left Mitzrayim, we said the Jewish people had not yet cleansed themselves from the impurities of Egypt. The Rambam explains, Paro is the antithesis. He's the quintessence of the Yetzirah. Whenever it says in the Torah, when they came into the, the desert, Rodov Paro Achare Yisrael, the Paro was running after the Jewish people. And it says, Uparo Hikriv, Paro brought himself closer. It's that the, the Yetzahara itself was trying to attack the Jewish people. V'chein halamilim says vayi b'shalach paro paro sent out says in mechiltein shilua kanel levia paro was escorting them. Klomaheim lo hishtacharu legamri they had not yet been completely free from the hashpo of the yitzar of paro. Imkain nigalu mitzrayim the redemption from Egypt umisivlosim and their burden. The simcho and the, the the rejoicing of the maseim of the travelings to, from where they left. But they didn't yet remove it. Had they entered the kedusha of Eretz Yisrael b'Madregazu on the level that they were on, you would have their impurity and their kedusha in one. It would be a a mixed breed would be like shatnas. They would have never been able to withstand the temptation of the physical. They would have fallen into the Yitzhahara. They, they would have taken the subordinate for the essential. Like the Medjur said, if Hashem brought them into Eretz Yisrael straight away, they would have been started doing their planting and that learning, meaning that they would have been so overwhelmed by the, the beauty of Eretz Yisrael, the physical beauty of Eretz Yisrael, that that would have overshadowed the Kedusha of Eretz Yisrael. And they wouldn't have seen that and appreciated it. So they weren't ready yet to go into that. They weren't ready for that fight. Therefore, Hashem took him on this long path. It's going from Tuma of Egypt to the Tahara. And the other reason is why their, their, their spiritual connection to Mitzrayim and its influence had not yet been disconnected. They could change their mind like the, like the, the Torah itself said when they see the war. 
both the physical war and the spiritual war, and they're going to have to fight this Yetzirah, and they're going to go back to Mitzrayim. They're not ready for the fight. Hakshim b'midbar, the difficulties in the midbar, or the pachar, or the fear, mipnei milchom asuim, that would weaken them. Bitochen shayu madif and so they'd go back to the, even though the burden of Egypt, you'd much rather go back to something that you know, which is, you know, an interesting understanding. A person would rather deal with what he knows rather than to take a burden of the midbar that you don't know. Amasos Aruchim took that away from them also. He comes up with his final marshal um, over here. Yeah. Marshal Umelech Shayu Bno Chole again. The child was sick. And they went far away to be cured. This procedure, this long journey of becoming pure. From the destruction of Egypt. That's Maasehem Lemotsehem. It's a, it's a, it's a period. It's like levels. It's like going up a ladder. We have, la, let, we have rungs of ladders. Moving up and up and up. Sur Meira, first we are leaving the evil of Egypt. Just cutting down the, the, the grass. You're taking away all the, the bad things from their roots. To be successful in this, you need to have Yira Shemayim. But the Midas Hayirahi, the, the idea of Oa Hamida Yechida, which would which would give it to us, Hakol Bidei Shemayim, except for Yira Shemayim. With this, Ilmoli Hakadosh Baruch Hashem would have left us; we would have never been able to succeed. L'siyu Azeh, in order to give us that ability to fight, Alzeh, a person needs to daven for that. Shakadosh Baruch Mesayei Lodim Shekvar Boletayr. We try, we try to become Tor. Shachalish Tadel Bekochav with our own. Leaving the bad. Shu has here to stay away. We have to try to remove ourselves from all of the negative influences. That was Egypt, right? We stayed away from that. And that's in our own personal lives. We have to remove ourselves from all the negative influences. And, and then to move to the positive. Okay, he finishes up over here. Everything is in our abilities except for the awe. When a Jew accomplishes this, he comes to the love for Hashem. This is a level that Hashem gives you when, after you put in your effort. The result of his efforts, to stay away from the negative, which is what the Jews did in their journeys through Egypt to, to get far, far away from Egypt to prepare to come into Eretz Yisrael. Kodesh Baruch Manik Madrega Zu Hashem gives us that level of Yerushimayim. Avas Tachlis Atova to look for the good, Hashlema. Motzeyem Lemaseyem, we're leaving behind to moving to our goal. That is, that's what we're looking for. Moshe Rabbeinu, who appreciated the greatness of Eretz look forward to where we're headed towards. We need to appreciate where we're headed towards. We're staying away from the negative in order to reach the level of Avas Hashem, that Bezer Hashem Hashem will give us that uh, opportunity. Okay, have a wonderful Shabbos, gentlemen. Uh, any uh, questions on the on the? Uh, I, I, yeah, Rabbi, I, I have one question. So you, yes. you're saying how <coughs> if Hashem would have 
put us directly into Yerushalayim after being enslaved, then we would have just been in awe of, of Israel and appreciated Israel like that, and we wouldn't have the time physical, to the physical The physical beauties of Eretz Israel, correct. I, we wouldn't. Yeah. But does that mean that, that when you learn, because it, it seems that there's two things, right? There, there's the learning, and then there's the actual, right? The actual carrying out of that, whatever learning that you've done. Right, so would that mean that in every in every learning you 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 should be carrying out those acts no matter what, or learning for the sake of learning? Uh, again, when I learn, it's to 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 uh, to put that into my daily life. There's no question. I'm learning halachas of tefillin or davening or Shabbos or whatever it is. I need to incorporate that into my into my daily life. What, what about what about learning where where it would never become an actuality, right? Like I'm not. If if I'm learning about korbanos, let's say. So learning about korbanos is connecting me to Hashem. That that is infusing me with the kedusha. There's mm-hmm. there's, there's Torah that is uh, that is is just the connection is is becoming more and more connected to Hashem, and then there's Torah which is. Uh, it's a whole discussion about what you're talking about, the mayor. That there's yeah. a Torah, you know, of, of, of practice, and that's like the Torah of a, a woman. A woman needs to learn. A woman needs to learn Torah because she needs to know how to uh, what to incorporate into a daily life. The mitzvah of learning Torah in, for for Torah itself, that woman is not obligated in that mitzvah. Women have other obligations, but her, her obligation for learning Torah for Torah is not her responsibility. Our obligation of learning Torah is for her to become more understanding about what, what you know, how she, what she needs to do in her life. But uh-huh. that man has, has two lev, two types of Torahs. So those are the two facets of Torah, correct? And, and, and Rabbi, I guess lastly, the, I, the last question I would have is, if you have the option of learning one piece of Torah over the other, one that's more applicable to you, then let's say I can learn about Karbanos or I can learn about uh, Tefillin. You certainly need to learn about what's uh, applicable to you first. That's for sure. Perfect. No question about that. Yes. Okay. Uh, Robert Sternberg, I have, I have a two-minute advert. Can I tell you? You get a, put a smile on your face. It says, yeah, Pinchas ben Aloza ben Arna Cohen. Ben, Ben, twice. So Pinchas is a Kanoi. So the question is, well, who did the first Kanois? How does Pinchas know to be Kanoi? So uh, Zoyar says, or Kanar says, that Nadav Yavihu, by bringing the Korban, were the first Kanoim. So Zoyar says, that's why it says, Pinchas Banoaz of Anara Kohen, that when Nadav Yavihu or Nasham were taken away, he went inside Pinchas while he was still alive. Meaning, right. and uh, he, when it says Pinchas Banoazah, Ben Aaron Akoin. Pinchas is the son of Elazar, but he's also the son of Aaron Akoin. Because the Neshama of Nadavivihu was inside him. So his literal nice. son. Zayar of the north. I know, and Elio has, and Elio has, has four Neshamas. Elio had four. So, so the, the, that's, that's why Pinchas is, uh, the, I guess, Kolapogim, you know, Halokha is, is not something you can learn. It has to be a Yerusha of Neshama. It's not Shayach. Moshe Rabbeinu Aaron to come up with it because they didn't have the Nasham of Nodavi Avihu. That's the Zoya. Very nice, it's, it's, Alex. Thank you. I knew I'll put a smile on your face. That's correct. <laughs> You're a big Zoya. 
Torah Wars begin to Zayars. Correct. Okay, everyone, have a wonderful good Shabbos. Shabbos. Good 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 Sh